I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding to death. That's right when I found skateboarding. Like my friend showed me and I was like latched onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my escape and I fell in love with it, you know. Hey, I think we're live. I'm just testing out the live uh, podcast, trying to figure out a system that works. I got a new GoPro. Oh, there we go. can hear my own voice. Um, if you're out there, I can see your comments so I can engage. What's up, Amstein? What up, Anders? I see you out there commenting already. Um, I do have questions that I took off of the All I Need Skate uh, Instagram that I can go to that I'm going to answer. Some from last week that I didn't get to. But uh, I figured I'd go live and uh, test this out because it might be a new thing. We might be doing podcasts live. Um, Bear with me as we're getting going because I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. But so far with the stream on my phone, I can see everything. So if you guys want to engage, feel free. Leave a comment, ask a question, uh, or go back and forth. If you hear something you want to talk, start a conversation about it, go ahead um, I guess what I'll do for this podcast, which I'm tripping on, is number 329, which is crazy that we have, we've had 329 episodes. Um, but I'll start with some questions that I had from last week, if I can pull this up without the stream dying. If anything happens, I'll try to go back on. So let me get to some of the questions real quick. And also, for this podcast, for you adults out there, I will be indulging in some screwball this is not a sponsor. This is just some whiskey, peanut butter whiskey that I've been enjoying during this pandemic. I hope everybody out there is safe, living their best lives, trying to uh, continue with some sort of normalcy where you don't feel like you're losing your mind. How are you guys holding up out there? I want to hear back from you guys as far as like what have you been doing to survive this pandemic. It's crazy. Nothing like this. The first time in my lifetime something like this has happened. It's definitely uh, mind-blowing, man. I've been skating a bunch, though. Not going to lie. I've been, like, f- pretty lucky. I, like, I've been getting to skate a whole bunch, which has been pretty rad. Um, all right, let's see. First question comes from Domain Apparel. Shout out to the homies down uh, south, Nick Murphy. And he says, what was it like being on Fibro? Um, Fibro was... I always say it's my first sponsor, but my first sponsor was Solstice Skate Shop. So my official first, my second sponsor was Fibro, um, and it was awesome. I got to travel around. So basically, I used to just uh, hang out with the guys at Solstice Skate Shop, and they were super cool to me. And Fibro sold them boards, and uh, they would come to town. The Fibro skate team would come to town, and they would bring this like energy, this crazy energy. Nardelli, my homie, my good homie Nardelli did most of the marketing for Fibro. You guys might not know who Mark Nardelli is, but he would come to the demos and he would skate, but he was more just there to yell and scream and bring the hype, dude. Like, And he would do that, man. And we would just show up to this town, shred some new skate park with a bunch of new people, and everyone was so fucking cool. It was sick, man. And... uh we would just skate for like an hour, two hours till everyone's exhausted, film a bunch, and then we'd link up with like the owner of the shop or like someone who was local, and then we'd go out to get dinner with them, and after every demo, usually, we'd go somewhere awesome, uh, and either the shop would cover the bill or Steve from Fibro would cover the bill, so you get a free meal, get a kill it at the demo. Sometimes the meal was just pizza, but who doesn't love pizza, you know? And uh, I did so many demos when I rode for Fibro. It was ridiculous, man. That's like all we did was just demos, demos, demos. And then we try to film for uh, our street parts in between, you know, stacking clips. But, oh, excuse me. Uh, but it was amazing, man. Like, that was pretty much my dream, dude, was to get hooked up with someone, sponsored by someone that was like wanted to see me do good, not just on my skateboard, but in life. And that's kind of what Fibro was. It was a family, a skate family. And those guys took me in and they knew I was just like a 
young kid with some issues and they were super cool to me and they taught me a lot, taught me how to interact with people and how to appreciate skateboarding and how to appreciate the skate shops and they'd explain how it all worked, you know, like, and, uh, they, Fibro helped me meet so many people, man. We went across the Midwest in van, in a van, just doing demos every day for like a month. We did that multiple times. You go up and down the East coast. Like I've definitely met a lot of you guys out there from doing demos with Fibro, just grimy ass vans and just getting in there and being sweaty and gross for weeks on end and skating parks and meeting people and probably, uh, drinking too much and, uh, but it was a blast, man. It was some of the best times in my life, man. And from that stemmed a lot of good opportunities, you know? Uh, yeah, man. The first trip I ever did out of overseas, uh, I left the country. I literally was living in the projects in New Bedford, Mass. And uh, Fibro sponsored me, and they, they took me to Japan because they had distribution set up over there. So I went to Japan with Fibro straight from the projects. And uh, that was fucking mind-blowing, you know? I just, like, it was culture shock because I had never been really anywhere out of the country and just to see, like, a another country that was so different than from where I was from and no one could understand me. It was just everything was so different. It was insane. But, uh, yeah, Fibro was some of the best times of my life, man. I was really grateful that I got a chance to skate for those guys. And le- when I had to quit... That was like the hardest thing was quitting Fibro. Because one day, so get this, right? One day, hold on, I'm going to take a sip of this uh, peanut butter whiskey. And feel free, I'm checking the live stream occasionally. So if you guys want to chime in, got anything to say, I'll read it off. Or if you want to shout out, or if you got a comment or a question, I'll hit you. I'll, I'll read it off. So, um, But yeah, so one day I just get a phone call out of the blue. And it's from Donnie Barley. And he's telling me that Birdhouse is starting a new new amateur team. And he wants me to ride for them. And I'm like a a young kid riding for Fibro. Fibro is sick. But like Donnie Barley is legendary. And the next level. Riding for all the big brands. And the best style. And he's just like, yeah, we want to start a am team for birdhouse and you're the dude i want to come represent and skate for us from the east coast i'm just like damn donnie barley tony hawk willie santos jeremy klein like just going brian sumner going through the list of pros that birdhouse had at that time it was really fucking hard to say no so (laughs) i said yes and th- but then I had to go back and I had to talk to Steve, who is a father figure to me, and all the guys on the Fiber team, and just kind of explain like, "Hey, this is a big opportunity for me, and uh, it's really it's it's impossible to say no." So, yeah. So from Fiber, I went to Birdhouse, but it was like a breakup, man. It was a full on breakup with like families. It was it was rough, man. Like I definitely cried when I quit Fiber. I didn't even really want to, but it was just like I didn't I didn't know what riding for Birdhouse would entail and it just seemed so enticing and like a once in a lifetime opportunity to go skate with Tony Hawk and go on tour with him and stuff. So I just couldn't say no. I had to give it a try. And it worked out it worked out awesome. So I mean I'm not complaining by any means, but just that breakup, like telling Steve like I could see he was bummed and a lot of the dudes were just kinda of bummed and Westgate was like kinda of freaking out because you know, I, I left, and it was crazy, man. Crazy times. Crazy times. Yo, shout out to Cringy People Play. He says, oh, hey, what's been going on? And shout out to Anders out there. You're my G. Anders, one of the youngest flow dudes on All I Need at the moment. Been killing it daily quarantine style. If you check out Amstein Skater on Instagram, you'll see him skating all his epic DIY home rails and quarter pipes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, uh, cringy people. I'm just answering people online. I got some questions from last week that I didn't get to, so I'm just covering them, trying to catch up. So the homies out there that um, submitted questions on Instagram, I'm answering those. And if anybody out there on the live stream has something they want to say, by all means, chime in, and we can have a conversation. 
Um, but yeah, the first question was about Fibro, and I answered that one. And it was awesome, man. Riding for Fibro is life changing, man. Literally. So thank you for that, and I I'm so grateful I got that experience, and it was awesome. Next question, Mr. Daniel Turnbulls. He's Mr. I'm sorry, Mr. Daniel Turnbull says, "How awesome was the response to Good Eye new video plans?" Question mark. So this is a two parter. First one was the response for Good Eye was awesome, man. Uh, Good Eye is our third full length team video for those that don't know, but if you know, you know. And some of you got physical DVD copies, which is epic. But um, yeah, the response from people that watched the video. So we got the video on Transworld. We took we did we did a homepage takeover. That's when you take over the homepage of skateboarding.com and you have all your web banners on the whole front page and they embed the video right there so people can check it out. So we are there. And then Thrasher ended up putting it up on their site, which was fucking insane. And then the barracks, too, to follow it up. The barracks came through and threw the video up on their site as well. So a lot of people showed it love, man. And just all the feedback I got on Good Eye was uh, awesome, man. More than I expected. Uh, It always is. It was cool, man. People loved the music. They loved the skating and um, the overwhelming positive feedback that we got just stoked me up. Lit the fire so much that I'm ready to start filming for the next video, um, which we are kind of working. We got a working title for it. The working title is Digital Warfare because I think we're going to go digital for the next video. So Good Eye was all VX footage because the guys just don't want to let VX die. And that's fine. I get it. VX is amazing. It's traditional skate video. It looks gritty. It's like fits East Coast skating. But every video, I like to switch it up a little bit. So I think the plans for the next video is going to be Digital Warfare. And uh, with Good Eye, we, we, like I said, we advertise on Transworld. So maybe with Digital Warfare, we'll switch it up and uh, go to another site. But yeah, man, the feedback was unbelievable. You guys, I love you guys for all the feedback, man. Every time you guys share a video or leave a comment and let us know what's up, it helps improve the podcast, improve the YouTube channel, improve everything our full-length videos you guys give me feedback on graphics and apparel and clothes and all the stuff we do like you guys help a lot so keep that in mind and it means a lot you know and there's a few assholes out there that leave some crazy comments but that's you know the numbers when you get a lot of numbers that's there's always gonna be a few assholes you know but I mostly listen to you guys that give the positive feedback and are being honest. Even if it's, like, not positive. If you just give me feedback, even if it's something like, ah, I don't prefer that color, maybe try this. Like, if you ask, if you say that in a cool way, like, I'm always open to that and love to hear that stuff, you know? Like, constructive criticism is how you move forward, you know? Uh, but, yeah, the video was uh, received awesome. People love the parts. Like, I, th- I thought the video flowed really well it it dropped at the right time during the pandemic everybody was inside and needed like a pick-me-up and that video good eye is definitely a feel-good video man for sure if you haven't seen it please check out good eye it's on our youtube channel all i need skate or the website you can go to all i need skate.com and you can check out the full-length video it's 40 minutes man it's a legit full-length video and it's our third one and everybody has a gnarly part everybody it starts off with Billy Drown. Um, I got a full part. Corey Goonan has a full part. Derek Fukuhara comes through with a blazing part. Timmy Knuth, um, Kevin Kevin Clem, insane insane part. Evan Mancillo with the Ender sliding down the ditch in the the water. Um, even the filmers, Sam Curran, Nick Barr share a part. I'm super super proud of Good Eye. So if you can't tell, if you can't tell, Man, I was watching so much stuff today on YouTube, just politics and politicians, because, like, they pull you in. I'm not really political, and I don't want to be, and I don't really want to pay attention to that shit, but, like, pandemics break out and all this craziness, and you kind of have to pay attention to what's going on. They pull you in, man. Uh, Cringy People Play says, ignore the hate. They might be jealous. How do you even spell ignore? (laughs) I think you nailed it. Thanks, cringy man. That's true. Some people just talk shit because they want to be a part of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of it. I realize that, like, 
people talk shit and try to get you get your attention and get you to react to them, but mostly because they're like a little jealous and want to be part of what you're doing or they think that they can do it better and it's like well then just go do it, you know. I'm pretty aware of that, you know. But I do pay attention when people talk and comment and stuff cuz like sometimes I get good criticism that I can pay attention to and it actually helps. So but the positivity helps me even more. I, I thrive off it that as an individual. Like, I thrive off of positivity. When people are like, hey, that was a good job. Or, hey, I could tell you were trying. Like, when someone gets, it doesn't have to be, like, sucking my dick or, like, rubbing my nuts or anything. But just, like, something positive. Even if I make a mistake, like, and you're like, hey, you could do better, man. They keep it up. Like, I can see you're trying. That would fire me up, you know? Uh, let's see. Tim McKenney, shout out. Such a G, OG ripper out there, holding it down on the West Coast. I really wish we lived near each other because I have a feeling you would be first helping us out in the warehouse, the all any warehouse, and then second, you would definitely be on every session lighting the fire and getting in these vlog, these epic videos we're making, man. Yeah, that's my thing. I, I really want to try to make my way out to your area if we can ever get past this coronavirus and travel again and go out west man i would love to come skate with you tim bring the dudes out there skate some raw street with you and your boys and just have fun and make some vlogs and film some clips for the next video digital warfare um he writes i love you shetler the real deal 100 percent. when you got westgate tripping equal legend <laughs> westgate's such a g dude he's my little brother man i love that guy I love you too, Tim. Seriously, man. Uh, I know we've never really met, but uh, I know your love for skateboarding is like ours. And the fact that you're you and still go carrying it on and carrying it on tradition and not letting it die and your positivity and, um, yeah, your your love for life, man, it fires me up. And check out Tim McKenney, uh Skateboard on YouTube. His channel's awesome. He's putting up sick-ass footage of him and his friends and even the next up-and-coming out there. And he's just doing a good job, man. And shout-out to Talking Schmidt out there. Sick-ass podcast. Holding it down for skateboarding. These guys are legends. West Coast legends. And not like that, like, polished, perfect, like, West Coast. You're thinking, I'm talking about the dirty, gritty, raw, closest-to-East-Coast type West Coast shit out there. Yeah! Um, shout out to James Carey. James Carey made some music for um, Good Eye. So good looks, my G. Thank you for always kicking in with the awesome music. And, and the intro music to this podcast is uh, from James as well. James is awesome, man. Exposed culture in the building. Um, cringy People writes, wow, I really can't spell anymore. I think that should be right. Oh, anymore. Yeah, that's what you're trying to spell. A N Y M O R E. <laughs> um, yeah, James, Digital Warfare may be the next video. All right, this now on to the next question. Rennie J. Roberts writes Driving with no traffic going into Boston with the virus is spine chilling. I agree, man. This whole virus thing, it's crazy, man. I'm not, re- I'm not trying to be conspiratorial or whatever, but like. The world's so up and down right now, it's hard to really know what's real. I've been waking up and just trying to be, like, focused on every day. Like, okay, I'm here. Sky hasn't fallen. I know if you turn on the news or you look at your phone, there's, like, updates and the sky's falling and all that. You know, it's hard to get away from it. But, like, it's been gorgeous here. Like, the weather and, like, we've been able to skate everywhere. No one's out. Everything's empty. Literally. Like, all the places I've always wanted to skate, but security guards are there or it's a business or whatever, it's empty. It's ghost town. Guess who loves that? Me. I do. Oh, shit. Someone says the line, the live is offline for me. That's weird. Hopefully he said same. Let me see. Let me know if it's back up right now. Is it his Wi-Fi? Maybe. It might be my Wi-Fi. Let me check. Hang in there, my friends. This is new to me, man. We're trying to get the Wi-Fi. I'm on the Wi-Fi. I mean, the here I could switch the Wi-Fi to the GoPro that I'm recording with, but I'm kind of nervous about that. 
because I might everything up. That was me censoring myself. Everything up. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yo, let me know if the Wi-Fi is up and going again. Maybe I heard it was stormy and mass these days. Man, I need this one to continue. Should I connect to the GoPro? I'm going to try. Oh, there's a password. It's got to be my Wi-Fi. All right, hang in there. Hang in there, people. On the live, hang in there. I'm trying to get it back. I'm trying to resurrect the live stream. Where was I going with my thoughts anyways? I was just saying that, like, this whole thing is, like, crazy, man. And it's really hard to tell what's up and down. Can't tell if they're playing games or how severe this is or if it's not severe or what's going on, you know? It's really, really hard to tell. Um, I'm just trying to have faith that it will all balance itself out and we will we will move on. We'll move forward past this. I just can't tell if it's uh, bullshit or not, you know? It doesn't seem like it is, and I know there's a lot of people that are definitely dying and people die every year from the flu and more than that have died from this one, you know? So, like, I just can't tell, man. But I'm trying to have faith in people, man, really. That's what it comes down to. I'm trying to think that, like, people aren't too crazy, you know? Anybody out there in the live stream? Anybody out there in the live stream? Damn, it just stopped. I think it just stopped, man. Trying to figure out these goddamn live streams out here. Says we're offline. Should I continue? Not live? Let me know if we're back. Calm, you stay up. Stay safe. Tim McKenney writes, we will shred again. All I need is all I need. Shed is the real. Not the oatmeal box pro. The pro who gives back. What don't kill him, make him a diamond in the in the end, man. That's true, man. I'm really thankful to be here and to be involved with skateboarding. It's so cool, man. Um, it's been, uh, 37 years old, still getting to do cool stuff in skateboarding, you know? It doesn't always happen, so sometimes it just uh, gets robbed away from you and you end up just working a job you hate, you know? But... I've been focused really hard on working a job and still keeping skating in my life regardless, you know what I mean? And trying to build cool shit that we can do stuff together with, like all I need, and trying to build up world industries and trying to create skateboard teams and work with filmers and artists and photographers. Like, that's my whole love, man. That's all I ever really want to do. So trying to stay focused on that. Dang, the live stream's down, my friends. That's what it seems like. I'm going to have to figure it out for next time. Sorry about that. I don't quite have this, like, uh, perfect... I don't have this perfectly figured out yet. It's new to me, the live streaming. We used to do it in the past, and it would work, but it was just for my phone. But now I have a GoPro, and it streams live, and it's supposed to be working. It says we're live, but... For whatever reason, I'm pretty sure it just stopped. It cut out and died, so I'm not really sure how to fix this. I need some uh, internet nerds out there. If you're out there, help me out, bro. Let's get this one going, you know? Help me figure out the live stream. For the people! I do have more questions, though, and I think I'm just going to end the stream, and I'm going to continue with just a normal podcast because I have plenty of questions from awesome people out there that support the show, and I wanted to answer them. There were questions from last week that I didn't quite get to, so uh, we will keep the show a-rolling. Sorry, guys, out there in the live stream land. Till next time. Yeah, it's weird. Preview not supported during live stream. It says we're still going, which is insane. So stream engagement, chat with your audience on YouTube, view your stream, health of the stream, Yeah. All right. Well, it's here. All right. Next question. I think I answered the last one pretty good. 
This is a sloppy ass podcast, but I don't give a fuck because I've been drinking whiskey. <laughs> oh God, sometimes you know, I'm just hanging on. Sometimes, man. Yeah, driving into Rennie, driving into Boston's crazy, man. Just lurking around the cities and just like everything's empty. It's kind of like I've been really stoked about it. As as uh, shitty as that sounds, but uh, it's really stoked me out because there's so much abandoned stuff. No one's out there. It's like a skateboarder's dream. You can go skate all the things you weren't supposed to skate. Okay, next question. Comes from Tom Stearns13. Would love to hear what your favorite old school tricks are. Tom, you got me, bro. I don't know if... I don't know that many old school tricks, if I'm honest. When I started skating, it was always in kickflips. All these in kickflips all day. Um, I like 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 uh, when you flip the board over on your top of your foot and then you flip it over and jump on top of it. I like starting when you're standing primo on your board and then flipping it down or something. I don't really know that many old school tricks. Yeah, you got me, man. I couldn't tell you any, man. That's bad, huh? That's bad. We'll have to call Andy Anderson and find out because he probably knows them all, right? That guy, that guy definitely knows all the all the old school tricks. Okay, sorry, Tom. Next question. Let me see if I got this one right. Here's some topics questions. They are all pretty relevant in the juncture of time. Why do we, oh, no, he's trying to get me to talk. You should give your younger followers a history lesson using the love letters to skateboarding and celebrate his story of life. Oh, he's talking about Jeff Grasso. R.I.P. Grasso. Soldier down, man. Sorry about that. Bad timing, too, right during the pandemic, man. Just a double whammy, you know? At the darkest, you know? Uh, I can't really give you a, a lesson, man. I never really watched that many uh, love letters, Grasso love letters. I wish I, I mean, they're online, so I guess I can go back and watch them. But Grasso just seemed like a legendary skateboarder, and he seemed to hang on to skateboarding into his adulthood, and he was opinionated. And I feel like he just was a force that was trying to help skateboarding out and keep some of its uh, essence, so it wasn't lost to um sponsor chasing uh cornball skaters that are just getting into it to get something from skating i feel like jeff grasso was trying to convey that skateboarding is much more than just free shit you know and i feel like every video i ever saw of him was him saying something along that lines you know that skateboarders used to be you know outcasts and people that didn't just conform and they were trying to break the mold and be unique and original and yeah i think Dr- grasso is a legend who hung on the skateboarding and he expressed himself how the fuck he wanted to i don't know if that helps but that's what i took from it and i'm definitely going to go watch some of those love letters it's just there's not enough time in the day sometime so Next question. Moving right along, my friends. <coughs> Sorry for the burp. I apologize. Not very professional. It's okay. I don't even know if this is recording because live stream cut out. So I don't know if it's still going to record, but I'm assuming it will. So we're going to keep the show going. And I got nothing better to do than answer these questions because we're goddamn quarantined, locked in right now. Uh, Skater Dan underscore five seven four says you should make a local skate shop in Rhode Island. Whoo! <laughs> Crazy time to say that one though, right? In the middle of this, I hope that the skate shops out there are finding ways to keep this door keep keep things going, man. I really worry about those guys because, like, think about that—they put all their effort and money and time into a brick and mortar a skate shop. And then no one can come to your business. That is such a nightmare. With all I need, we never had a physical store, you know. I've always worked on the digital side of things, hence the podcast and the YouTube channel. 
and uh, Instagram and Facebook. I've always built up the digital platform because I figured that was a smart move, like work on the digital side of things and try to build an audience. And then if we ever got to the point where we wanted to open up a physical location, then that would be time. But yeah, man, I'm really nervous for all the skate shops out there. And I hope you guys are hanging on. And if I can help in any way, if you have a skate shop, and I can help in any way. Maybe we could podcast. Uh, if I could, we could do it through FaceTime or something. If you own a shop and you want some promotion or something, man, hit me up. Uh, we can figure it out. I've done that in the past. I had my homie Charlie King on from the Hive Skate Shop. Uh, I've been trying to get Jay from Solstice on forever, but he don't want to come on because he's a private person, <laughs> which is which is unfortunate because he's such an awesome human. And uh, he could share so much information and wisdom to a lot of kids and people out there. So I'm still going to try to get him on the podcast. Solstice Skate Shop in New Bedford, Mass. Uh, the the homie Bobby from Technical Skate Shop. Uh, bro from Orchard. Bro and Armin. There's so many six skate shops, man. I hope you guys are figuring out, trying to hustle and figure this out and hanging on, man. This shit is unprecedented with this pandemic, you know? Life doesn't make it easy on you always. But we shall survive. We shall move forward, man. Uh, I would love to make a skate shop in Rhode Island, in Massachusetts. You just can't spread yourself thin. You got to you got to be able to uh you got to be able to uh be there and make it good, you know? And if you do too many, I know people that opened up multiple locations and stuff like that and then they spread themselves too thin and they have to close them up and whatnot. I would start with one, figure it, and then go there, you know. But <laughs> seems like such a crazy idea right now to open up a store <laughs> when everything shut down in the whole, like the whole country, basically. Everyone's on timeout. Mama Nancy Pelosi and Daddy Trump put us all in timeout. Fuck, man. That's a hype. That's a hype sound. People make fun of it. Go ahead. Dare you. Next question comes from Big R, oh, Big Roadie Skaters. And he writes, Little Roadie wants to know who was your favorite wrestler as a kid or did you like WWF? I wasn't really into wrestling, but I'm not going to lie. Like, there were a few wrestlers that caught my eye that were just like, obviously, like Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Jake the Snake, um, Brett Hitman Hart. I would watch it occasionally, but I wasn't like one of those kids that was like, I need to watch wrestling all the time. I would watch it just to kind of make fun of it. I'm always like, I'm like kind of a sarcastic, like, uh, sarcastic. I like cracking weird jokes on shit like that. It's kind of corny to me. I like it, but it's like, I like it because there's jokes in it. Not because I'm like, Super fans of those dudes wrestling. In the, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. But yeah, I know a lot of people are into wrestling. Do your thing, bro. Whatever your thing is, do it. I'm not doing it, though. But dude, I'm not gonna lie. Hulk Hogan, legend. Next question. Swashbuckler writes, Concrete versus wood. Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, that's tough. That's actually tough. Concrete for street skating. DIYs are awesome, and they're usually made of, uh, like, a concrete DIY is always sick, a little crusty. Man, that was tough. Indoor parks. There's a couple indoor concrete parks, wood parks. I'm going to say concrete because I love street skating. If I had the choice to do anything, it would be street skating. Apparently during a pandemic when no one's around and you can just go everywhere and you don't get kicked out. Let's get all the concrete. Uh, he also writes VX versus HD. I say both, dude. That's why I'm like, let's do a VX project. Let's Then the next one could be uh, HD. I've done videos where it was mixed. Like It's not even really what you film it on, man. It's more about the filmer and the editing and the tricks, you know? I'm not a stickler when it comes to that. I know some people are diehard VX fans and whatnot, but uh, I think they're both awesome. I love anything that that records skateboarding, and you can learn to use them in some some way that is epic always. 
Pushing Mongo Switch thoughts. I like to make fun of Mongo or pushing Mongo Switch because people do that and it's fun to do that, but I don't really give a shit. I do not care if you push Mongo, and I do not care if you push Mongo Switch. I will make fun of you, and I'm sure you'll make fun of me because I don't do it, and that's fine because jokes are hilarious. But honestly, if I had to stop all jokes aside, I don't care, man. I'm more stoked that you're out skating, man. I'm always stoked to see a skateboarder, whether they got, like, visors on, they're wearing some Nyjah pants and shit, like, looking crazy, like... I'm pretty much always stoked to see another skateboarder and hyped that they are, like, hyped on skating, you know? Me personally, though, I do not push Mongo Switch. I learned to push Switch because I figured that learning to push Switch would only help my style because pushing regular helped, helped me find balance and learn for certain tricks. I'm sure Switch Mongo helps for some shit. I can do it. I've done it in the past. i just rather push Switch. Good questions, though. Shout out to Swashbuckler right there. That one might have came from Facebook. Okay, that one. All right, next next question is from Roughson, my homie Mason. He wrote, how long do you skate a board slash setup? Woo! Nowadays, I skate boards for so long because I'm a boomer now, apparently. I mean, I'm not a boomer. I'm a millennial, but... Everyone on the team calls me a boomer, so I'm embracing my boomerness. I, I my boards last forever now. They start to get like the tails get squared and shit. That's how you know. Unfortunately, because in my heart I like want to get down wherever we go, and I know I could, but like my knee is so junk, and like I just get so sore afterwards that I'm like hurt for like three, four, five days. And sometimes I just go in. Like, if you watch my good eye part, man, I took so... My intro is all slams. Because I was trying really, like, hard shit for myself. And I just, like, take risky slams, you know? And when I'm pushing 40, it's just, like, you could get really, really hurt. And it's not just, like, when you're... When I was 16 and I tore my ACL and I just didn't ever got it fixed. And I just lived through it. It hurts now, you know? Like, and if I did did something like that now, I'm just, like, screwed. At 37, I got skateboard companies run. I got a house to pay for. So, but I live through you guys. I'm living through Kevin and Evan and Billy and dudes that are in their, like, their peak age, their 20s. They're in, like, early 20s, middle 20s, 30 and under, just destroying. Goonan, shout out. D. Fuchs, he's a boomer like me. He's still younger, though. But D. Fuchs has six style and lines. He doesn't need to get as gnarly. I just get addicted to getting gnarly on my skateboard. And every time we go to something that I think I can do, it's like, it's really hard not to do something. Because I know, I'll, you know, it's like, I could get really hurt, you know. I know you don't want to hear that. <laughs> if you're a young ripper right now, you know, you're, I'm a pussy probably. <laughs> Fuck this guy, he's so old. I know I would probably think that too. Oh, you could still do it. I remember when I was younger, I would think that about older dudes that would skate and they would tell me like, oh, I'm old, man. Like, I'm old. I can't do that. And I would always be like, dude, I watch you skate. You could fucking do that. But now that I'm 37, in skateboard years, I might as well be a fucking dinosaur, right? 37. But now that I'm older, I'm I'm like, I get it. I get it. You probably could do it, but you're going to probably be so beat up and sore and like might not even land it. You know, as when you're younger, it's like, who cares? You just keep trying, you know? Let's see. Solid question, though. I've read my trucks forever. Board's been lasting like a month, maybe, maybe longer if I don't skate street. I'm still trying to film tricks here and there. I went out the other day and tried to film a trick, but didn't land it. And I was sore for five days afterwards. Uh, Wheels last forever. Everything lasts forever now, which kind of sucks. I want to destroy shit on my skateboard and my skateboard. Next question comes from Tom Todd 25 Wait, before we answer this one, I'm going to re-up on a little more uh, whiskey here. This is the whiskey podcast. This is my fourth bottle during this pandemic. I mean, I shared it with my lady, and I've been doing it responsibly and working my ass off. Oh, so it's not like I'm an alcoholic, but four bottles of whiskey 
pandemic's been going on for how long now? Maybe like a month. It's funny because now everyone knows how my life is because I've kind of always lived like there was a pandemic going on being a skateboarder. When I was younger and getting paid to only skateboard as a pro skateboarder, I would sleep in all the time because my body needed recovery because I was constantly destroying my body, right? So I'd sleep in till noon, you know, and just recover. Wake up, start the day, go skate, do some cool shit, clean up life stuff. Just stay home a lot and go skate. Stay home, skate. Now everyone's doing that. They're just all locked in. Some people are sleeping in. Um, Yeah. This hasn't really... This is like... I'm doing the same stuff I was doing before. Except now I can go street skating with the homies and the spots are open for them to get tricks. It's crazy. All right. Tom Todd, 25. I believe he's from overseas. Tom Todd, 25. He writes, hmm, maybe discuss opinions on shoe companies monopolizing our industry and losing OG companies. I guess integrity and authenticity really and how and if it matters would be an interesting topic, I think. Cheers. Keep doing your thing. Hell yeah. Shout out, Tom Todd. You're the man. And that's a early on in the podcast. I talked about this a lot. I ranted a whole bunch about this. Uh, I've always been super conflicted about this because there's like some big corporate skateboard shoe companies that support a lot of skateboarders and skate brands and stuff like that. And But at the same side of that argument, they've pushed out a lot of skate brands and hurt the industry for skateboarding shoes and whatnot. What I'm wondering right now is if all the box stores are shutting down, and I guarantee a lot of those aren't going to open up again because they were already moving away from brick and mortar for like that stuff. A lot of people buying Amazon online and stuff. If that's going to somehow hurt their business, like corporate shoe companies are going to hurt their business because if their business, if their numbers shrink for whatever reason, believe me, skateboarding is on the chopping block, right? Because, uh, they always got to cut something, you know? And it always seems to be skateboarding, man. But I'm torn, dude. I would love to see Fallen, Lakai, America, S. I'd love to see them thrive, dude, and there be full shoe industry and skateboarding like there used to be. Tons of pro models, tours, and all that stuff. Um, I don't see why it couldn't happen again, man. Those brands like Lakai is crushing it. I don't know how their sales are, but like as far as promoting and and working on sales and putting out great products and stuff, everything they do looks awesome. America, same thing, putting out videos, stacking their team, putting out great looking shoes. Um, I don't Fallen too. I've been watching Fallen online and just they got sick looking shoes and they put on some of the OG rippers and people that they support and have been supporting and. Seem to be doing it right, man. As far as those corporate brands, I don't know, man. It's such a tough one. I wish I had more to say about it. I like want to go on some crazy rant right now where I'm like, fuck them and support core and all that. And I believe that in my heart, but like, don't, I just feel like a hypocrite because, like, honestly, whenever this argument comes up, all I can think about is like, would I start a shoe company? Would I put all I need on my feet? Because my natural instincts, instead of complain and and get mad, is to like, to like kind of confront it. And like the way I'd confront it is I would just like start my own shoe brand and try to do it better than them, or to do it in a way that they can't compete with it, make it so authentic that they can't compete with it. You know, it's kind of what I did with all I need. It was like lost all my sponsors in the last recession. Right? That's <laughs> crazy going through this might be a this is pretty much a a global health recession and a second recession in my lifetime probably third but second that i remember that i was old enough to like be affected by so last recession lose all my sponsors and uh i saw all these like corporate companies shoe brands and supporting supporting board brands and like all these corporate money coming in and buying up skateboarding. And I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to start my own skate brand because how the fuck can they like come in and do this and push us out? Like to me, it's like, I'm just going to do it myself 
And that's why I started this podcast and I started the YouTube channel. I was like trying to pioneer a way to do it that was authentic to skateboarding. And I just like, I fought back, you know, like, and here we are. Second recession still going with all I need and everything, you know. So I don't know, man. I imagine if things get bleak enough and I get upset enough, I'll be starting all I need on my feet, dude. AIN on my feet, all I need all day on my feet, my G's. And uh, we'll just battle it out, dude. I don't care. Because what motivates me more than money is just the challenge, you know. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> Anyone will tell you that, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, solid question, man. Authenticity and integrity fucking matter, dude. I don't care if you're just some dude with tons of money. You can't just buy your way into shit. You got to, like, invest in it, and you got to, like, prove that you're backing it and loving it. And it takes a long time, man. And even at then, it's going to, like, if if someone like me decides to do it, it's going to be hard, bro. So I don't know. Shoes seem like a tricky business. I've been focused on apparel and skateboarding. Shout out to Chloe. Chloe Bird. All right, let's see. Next question. Sparrow Bearings. Shout out to Sparrow. These guys are awesome. They've sent me bearings in the past. They supported the New England Am. They sponsor skateboarding, skateboarders and skateboarding, and they make sick-ass bearings. So if you're on Instagram, they may be on Facebook, but I know they're on Instagram. Check out Sparrow, S-P-A-R-R-O-W, bearings, Sparrow Bearings. He writes, what would it take for you to never ride a skateboard again? <gasps> yeah, that's a gnarly question. Okay, well, let's go through. Well, so like I tore my ACL and didn't get it fixed, but kept skating, so horrific knee injury didn't stop me. Um, broken family. Found skateboarding. That didn't stop me. I kept skating. Actually, skating saved me from that. What else? Normal job. Couldn't stop me. <laughs> it tries. I had to get normal job where I just stand on my feet all day. Fucking so sore. Tired. All my energy gone. Still didn't stop me. I would still go skate. It made me want to skate more. Couldn't do what I wanted to do because my body was beat up and sore. But like... I'd still go out and skate, film people, record podcasts talking about skateboarding. I would just submerse myself in business side of skateboarding because I had to work and physically was always sore and tired and couldn't like get down like I used to. So I just like focus more on the other side of skateboarding, promoting it with the podcast and filming and editing and figuring out how to run skateboard brands. And uh, so normal job didn't stop me. Uh, I don't know what it'd take. A pandemic certainly isn't going to stop me. If anything, it's got me out there skating more because now I got some free time and everything's shut down. So I guess everything, nothing, nothing will stop it unless it's like a war maybe if there's dropping bombs out there. So let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Hope that doesn't happen. I don't know, man. There's nothing else I want to do. I know a lot of you feel that way, so I'm just finding ways to do cool stuff in skateboarding, you know? Good question. I don't know what could stop me. Maybe another injury. That's why I get nervous when I'm out now at 37 skating street. I'm just like, I don't want to take a horrific injury that, like, at this age, it might just, like, stop me for a long time or I won't be able to get it going again. Because when you're younger and you get hurt, you can kind of get it going again quicker, you know? But at this age, it's just like the train stops, it stops, you know. It's hard to roll again. But I'll, try, I'll get going. I don't care. I'll do whatever I got to do to be involved with skateboarding. It's the best thing ever. Grasso would say the same thing, motherfuckers. RIP to Grasso, RIP to Phelps. As much as they were assholes, they were skateboarding. <laughs> I'm an asshole too, deep down somewhere. <laughs> fuck all right <laughs> moving on <laughs> again sorry to live stream live stream died oh god that sucked the dude on the people on the live stream too were like oh no like they're bummed out i'm so sorry 
this isn't perfected. I thought I had it perfected. I did a test run and all that stuff. Wi-Fi worked fine, but all of a sudden it crashed. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoy this podcast and you're out there, give me some feedback, for real. Like, if you made it, I think we're at the 50-minute mark. If you made it to this point in the podcast, give me some feedback so I know. Because I'll never stop doing this if you guys give me feedback. All right, the boosh writes, last trick that you've learned. Ooh, that's a good question. Let's see. Last trick that I learned. Damn, this is bad. It's bad that I've taken this long to answer this. I can't even remember. Ugh. God. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Last trick I learned. I'm going to go learn one. I'm going to go learn one. Sorry. Sorry to let you down. Can't even remember the last trick I learned. It's because every day I've been going out now, I'm just like hoping I can... Because I hurt my ribs a couple weeks ago at Skater's Edge before the pandemic. So I've just been like still... My ribs have been hurt, man. If you ever bruise your rib, ask Westgate. He was... I remember I was there when he brutalized his back and his spine and like ribs are brutal though. They take so long to heal. So every time I go skating now, I've just been focused on trying to like skate without pain. So it's hard to remember the last trick I learned. I want to say it was something switch, maybe. Okay, moving on. Uh I don't know how to pronounce your name, but it's E M C E V O Y seven. And he writes, maybe something like how skating is good for the youth and the opportunities that came out of it. If you don't want to answer it, all good, but I'd definitely be tuned into the podcast. Uh, That's a good question, man. Skateboarding is good for anybody, but especially for young people, man. If you're young, and what I'm learning is it doesn't matter how young you are. I see like little four-year-olds get up and try to start learning to balance on a skateboard, which is unbelievable to me. They're like trying to catch their balance. And that's what we have to learn to do is balance in life and on a skateboard, you know? And, uh, yeah. So it's really good for kids. If they, the problem is you got to like kind of want to challenge because skateboarding's hard to learn to balance and stay on that thing and do all the tricks and create style and do all that stuff. It takes a long time and you got to have patience and you got to persevere and you got to be stubborn and you can't give up. But uh, it's amazing how many people do like that and like the challenge of that. And it's super good for kids, man. Because kids, sometimes when you're young, you want things easy, you know? And you want them quick and easy and you want all your dreams to happen right now. And what skateboarding teaches you is that you can achieve things, but it's going to take time. And it's going to take some effort and work and you're not going to be able to give up on it just because it didn't work out. You know, so skateboarding teaches you all the skills you need to be a successful human if you don't give up on skating. But it takes a long time. It's You can't master it. It's not scootering. <laughs> choo, 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 choo. Shots fired. Boop, 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 boop. But I teach skateboard lessons precisely because it's good for young people. Because they're interested in skating and I can see they're sparked and I just want to help them learn to balance and find a foundation so they can become little creators on their skateboard and take it off safely and in, in, with their style and develop their own style and their own tricks. I try to help them find a good fundamental so they can build up off of that on their own and become these epic skaters that don't need that don't need lessons anymore. <laughs> That's my ultimate goal. I haven't done a lesson in so long. I miss it. I miss all the people I teach lessons to. Because half of my lessons is like, is just making friends. And like, um, a lot of it is not even about skating. It's more just about like, saying hi, seeing where they're at. And uh, trying to help them get past their own insecurities or their own like, worries or whatever's going on that day to like be in a moment and have fun and maybe focus on trying something or or pushing something a little further than than they did before and that's good for me because I show up to the park and I'm like 
scatterbrained with life happening and all this stuff and I have to be in a moment with someone and pay attention and and try to be like there with them and see what they could how I could help them not necessarily teach them a trick or anything but help them find a path so they can progress on their board and as a person and it helps me remember to do that I miss those, miss those lessons. I can't wait for this to pass, this pandemic to get over with so we can get back to normal life and I can go skate with all my homies and do all the lessons. It was every weekend for a while, man. Sometimes I get too many lessons and I would be kind of like over it, but I just kept doing them because I knew how good they were for me even if I didn't want to do them, you know? But right now, I don't. I miss them so much, I, don't, I can't even imagine being over them. <sighs> I hope you guys are good out there. We move forward. Next question. Vulture Crew says, Whack trends that have come and gone and some that linger. Whack trends is when you learn a bunch of skateboard tricks and you get really good at skating, but you... And, and you... When you get really good at skating and then you put headphones on and you ignore everyone else and you think you deserve something because you're really good at skating, that's a whack trend in skating. When you get really good, you put all that time in and effort in, but you do it in like a selfish way where you just like don't need anybody and you're like out to beat the whole world by yourself and you fucking... You get resentful and you think that you deserve something because you put all that time in and you can do all those tricks and that dude over there didn't do what you did but he's getting something from skating or everybody likes him and everyone talks shit on you and it's like that's a whack trend because truthfully like it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're a shitty person that doesn't know how to communicate and hang out and like be social with people then that's on you man. You need to develop your skating and your personality and your ability to interact with others like you can't just be you got to be fully you got to have a fully integrated integrate uh fully developed character thank you could not the whiskey got to me right there couldn't figure out the word but um you gotta have a fully developed character and just because you've neglected the other side of your your personality and your social skills so you could get good get super good at skateboarding doesn't mean you deserve shit you know what? People that that get lifted up, they get lifted up by other people because other they've helped other people. You know what I mean? They you, the champion gets hoisted up because he helps other people, and it's their win too. You know, the whack trend is when you think you're just some lit ass fucking trap rapper who made it all on his own and he's something special and blah 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 blah. Fuck everyone else. That's a whack trend in skating. My favorite trend is when someone finds something they love and then they just indulge in it and then they share it with other people and then they all create it together. That's a good trend. My geez. Uh What other trends? I'll get more superficial, like some like looks or something. I, trends is the trend is like um, some fucking sports shit is killing me in skating when people when people and you can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't like. Don't you don't have to listen to me, honestly. Skateboarding is for anyone to interpret it however they want. But something I don't like is when you just look like a cliche fucking sports player, like a basketball player. You got the swishy pants. You listen to that corny ass fucking music, and you're just like you look like coach just took you off the bench, and ugh, that's gross to me. All right, solid question, Vulture Crew. Those guys are killing it, too. Okay, so this is a long one. It's like a two... Let me see. This one's got like... Yeah, this is a two-parter, so it's a long one. I'll read it all, and then I'll just try to decipher it after. And it comes from Goozy93. He writes, I took some time thinking of a healthy skate topic. A discussion that came to mind was how much... A difference it makes taking a step back to really appreciate the daily opportunities to be healthy in order to achieve quality of life for ourselves and others on and off the board. 
as skate culture continues to grow, I think a healthy discussion and common ground for many of the skate community communities is simply being able to provide a positive experience in the skateboard community, whether it's handing your fresh setup to a new rider, skating with one another, encouraging riders to have fun progressing, providing gear, or even throwing a local event can impact a wide range of any community for the better, especially with how COVID-19 has had an increased effect on our nation's health and economy right now. I find it rad that skateboarding can still bring us all together to find strength through skate uh through let me i'm sorry i have to pick up where i left off skateboarding can still bring us all together to find strength through struggle or even just something to do to find peace of mind we all deserve thank you for considering my thoughts on a possible discussion i really appreciate all you do for skating the podcast alone is something i can listen to and find myself inspired or learning from Stoked to tune in and experience the topics inspired by you and your listeners. Guzzi93, you said it better than I did. So, well said, man. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree, man. Skateboarding is awesome. Skateboarding is people. So, and for the most part, we're pretty awesome. Even when we're shitty. <laughs> Sometimes we are shitty. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I've always done my best to try to help skateboarding grow and be good to skateboarding i feel like i owe it to skateboarding and i think a lot of people out there feel that way the real ones out there get it all right moving right along i holiday underscore ig writes i have a question for you next time you have an open q a okay let me see what's your opinion on revive skateboards and how they built their fan base off youtube excuse me um revive I know they do I'm not really sure about it if I'm honest I've watched some of their videos and some of it seems really corny and kind of annoying to me I don't know if they're intentionally doing that whatever they're doing seems to be working on the YouTube for sure right um but I don't know it's not my thing and I don't really know much about their business model. I've watched a few videos just to give it a chance, but every time I do, I just can't do it. I kind of think they're like, it's weird to me because I feel like they're being mean to each other. Like that one dude's being mean to the other dudes or something. I don't fucking understand it, but it's not my thing at all. It doesn't seem like, it's fine. I'm fine with it, but it's not what I like in skating at all. Yeah, we're not going out on that. Is that the last question, too? Of course it is. God damn it. <laughs> if you're out there, let me know why you like a revive. That's a real question. <laughs> I don't I don't could give two shits about it, man. It's not my thing at all. Doesn't seem cool to me at all. Maybe some facet of it is cool. Like I think Braille is this that's what that's confusing me. I'm not sure what's all tied in together over there. So I know they do positive things for people, but like the videos I've watched, they're not, they're just doing gimmicky shit. And the one dude, I don't know his name. I want to say Aaron Cairo, but I could be wrong. Is kind of mean to all his friends. And like, it's probably just for entertainment, but it's just like, it just seems so contrived that I do not enjoy it. And I've tried, I've watched full episodes and I'm like, I got to turn this shit off. I got to turn it off. It's like a bad reality show. Maybe I'm no better, but it is not for me. They're not aiming at me, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, I think that's it. Sorry about the live stream. But shit happens. We're going to figure out the live stream moving forward. If anybody out there is a nerd, a computer nerd, Live stream nerd, I need you. You're awesome. Help me be more of a nerd so we can figure this shit out for the people. Um, thank you to everybody out there. That supports all I need. You guys are G's for real. Couldn't do it without your support. For real. Um, yeah, check out the YouTube channel. All I Need Skate on YouTube. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, 
If you enjoyed this video, hit the thumbs up, share the video, subscribe. That would be awesome. That would help the movement. And uh, if you're in need of a new skateboard or some apparel, we got you covered with our digital skate shop, allineedskate.com. All our graphics are up there and available in four different sizes, 8.1 to 8.5, everything in between. Um, yeah. Salute, guys. I'll catch you next time. Thank you. Oh, my God.